This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. There have been a heap of questions sent our way regarding the Herald Sun reporting on the steps that Daniel Andrews fell down. I think we've covered it pretty extensively in the main body, so I'm going to refer all those people, amongst them Tim from Mount Waverley, Anthony, Lachlan, John, a lot of other people have asked questions about that. I'll refer you back to the main body of that. We'll start this question time today with uh, Ian Rose on Twitter. Via my News Corp subscription, I get access to the Wall Street Journal, and when I want to view an article, I get the ability to read it or listen to it. Why doesn't their other newspapers offer this option and move to the modern format of consumers listening, not reading, e.g. podcasts? Interesting. Damo? Yeah. What do you think? I'm not aware of the – yeah, that that form of consumption um, as, as much as clearly Ian is. Yep. I think the uh, – gee, wouldn't that go well if the if someone out there decided to start reading the Herald Sun and started their own version of it from behind the paywall and <laughs> made it available for free? Wouldn't that be a storm? <laughs> you, you probably leave this studio thinking of how you do that, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I'm not, do yeah, no, I? I didn't know that it happened, so I'll look into that. Justin Anderson on Facebook. You both have very thick skins, at least from the, an outsider's perspective. Was this always the case or something – You've both developed and worked on. Interesting question, that. You do. What Do you think you have a thick skin? Yeah, I, I, it's certainly thicker than it was thicker, some years ago. I agree with that. Yeah. 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 Justin, I, I've unfortunately had no choice because I've been <laughs> criticised since I was 19 in the Herald Sun newsroom doing stories that people didn't want me to be doing and getting abused for it. When you so were, I've had 30 years of consistent abuse. When you were doing other people's beats, basically. I've had, I've had more years of being abused than non-abusive years. So it's unfortunate. Um, I've got no doubt, Justin. I was very thin-skinned there for a long time, in in that in that way that I think a lot of people in media are. And, yep. and while I still will be guilty of having a thin skin at time, I the, the, the moment you can get yourself to a point where you don't care is is the crucial part of this game. Yep. I don't think anyone ever you I convince don't... yourself you get to that point, but I think you still do care. To answer that question seriously, if I can for a moment, I had a at school I was a little thin-skinned, and I had a mate of mine. A guy called Dom, who just drilled into me. Don't care what people people are going to be, particularly my personality, going to be critical. So he was out of his time, Dom. He was like he even had a uh, a term for it, which was which I won't repeat. But yep. he Stick, was sticks and stones, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, he said, don't give it. You know, don't don't care. So he he was. I would put him at the start of me, hopefully developing. One of the downsides to having a thick skin is sometimes a lack of empathy for thin-skinned but, people. I was going to say for others who. Who and do I, need I get in trouble all the time because I just sometimes throw a joke that I wouldn't otherwise. If someone said of me, I'd yep. laugh along with. But sometimes yep. I don't realise you've seen me do it. I'd, yep. I say a line and people get take it to heart. I'm like, oh, I didn't mean it that way. Yep. So that's one of the. Challenges. I've had a few conversations on your behalf with people having that reaction to yeah. some of your yeah yeah. And I, and I say that on without yeah even referring it to you. Just say, a, I, I say he would not have meant that the way you received it. That's the downside yeah. of it is not having an understanding that not everyone is as. I think I'm thick-skinned, so yeah, it's thick-skinned. Yep. Uh, Josh Gallup on email. Love the pod, guys. Just wondering how much blame for the Cats NBL season can be placed on ownership. I've noticed a lot of noise pointed at Hutchie and management, but not much at the coaching changes. 
Surely SEN doesn't have an impact on defensive rebound percentage. Imports will always get questioned as it's the easiest change to make. But how much can ownership of or front office changes, which also have been significant, impact the on-court performances? How many consecutive finals will this once-invincible team need to miss before the change of ownership is seen as correlation rather than causation? Thanks and love the insights. Josh. I've said this many times, so I'm going over old ground. Our fan base is the most passionate in the competition and there are sections of it that have strong views on how we should play and how our performance has been. The bulk of our fan base have been incredibly understanding on the challenges that we've gone through. The West Australians, not as we touched on in the main body of this week's and, sounding. And board. equally, our, our supporters are entitled to be to have a team that contends every year, and and so and that's our expectation of ourselves. I think we're we're a work in progress. This is going to be one of those seasons where you how fit and inform you are at the end of the season, provided that you qualify in the postseason tournament and give yourself a chance to win, not at the start. On the weekend, to give an example, Melbourne United lost by 30-plus points against Cairns yeah. on Friday night. And then on Their Sunday. lowest ever score at three-quarter time, ever, 43 points. And on Sunday, they came out against a red-hot southeast Melbourne Phoenix to beat them by 25 points, scored 110. It is going to be one of those seasons that doesn't defend our four-game losing streak and then our turnaround on the weekend against Adelaide. But it is going to take time as we put new people in. Mark on Twitter, given Hutchie's love of Uber, what are your Uber ratings? Mark. Anything below 4.7 is considered bad. I'm told if you're a 4.4 or 5 or less, the, as a driver, they don't let you go around anymore. <laughs> I'm less than that. Did you lose? You would have lost a few points when you got kicked out of that one in LA that I was with you in. <laughs> we just got we just got you're dispatched at a, on a corner of Melrose and I'm, I'm Fairfax or whatever it is. I'm 4.49. <laughs> oh, <laughs> There it is. That's pretty low, isn't it? In, oh, there wouldn't be many 4.49s or this around. <laughs> now, there's a few contributing factors. That is pretty low. There's a few contributing factors. <laughs> well, just before you go any further, you were the first person I know to use Uber in Australia. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so you had a head start on I've the had, world. I've had a lot of games to arrive at that average. <laughs> I don't think I know anyone that low, Hutchie. <laughs> but that might, I, don't, I don't know anyone that low either. Now, there's a couple of... I, I don't think... Let's see what it, mine is. Now... <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Two things. One, I'm always on the phone, which is, you know, it's unfortunate, but fact of life. Yeah. Two, I cancel pro rata more than most because things are happening and things oh, change. They, I reckon the drivers cancel more to than- the point, To the point where my wonderful EA Amanda is almost loath to book an Uber on her phone for me because she knows there's a fair chance. <laughs> is 4.9 good? 4.9 is outstanding. You were 4.9, me a 4.49. I always, oh. I always, I'm always polite. Of course you, you know are. I am. Well, yeah, I am. <laughs> you sit there and you know, chat. Well, I sit there and say hello and, ha- and, and hope you have a nice day. How's your day, Vin? Can I drop over some Ralph's meat? Uh, Lamington. Four point four nine. <laughs> I don't think it's a re- reflective of the exchanges I've had. Merely some of the challenges of <laughs> cancellations and whatever. The whole transportation industry is in a point of crisis right now, isn't it? P- people aren't going out to major events. You can't get around. You can't get. You can't get home. Well, you got to. You got to factor in three Uber cancels before you get one, don't you? I think it's a bit more than that. Yeah. Yep. And then you it's not re- necessarily you get repriced on the fly. And the cabs are doing it too. The cabs are touting. Yeah. 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 They're in trouble. Uh, 
Here we go. Lee Eustace, who is a regular listener on Twitter. Uh, Peter Vlandis is the chairman of the ARL. He is there, Richard Goida, with Andrew Abdo, the NRL CEO. They're Gillen McLaughlin. Yet PVL runs the NRL like a managing director and seemingly flies very close to the sun. How is the current governance sustainable, let alone allowed? And is it to blame for the chaos facing the 2023 NRL season and the club's collective disengagement with head office? Thanks, guys. Career best year for the pod, says Lou. Lee. Um, he certainly does things differently, doesn't he? And, and what Lee has highlighted there uh, does get to the crux of how he does business. And it's a very different sport when it comes to yeah, that operation. He's probably more of a, a Gill style than he – than uh, Gil, Gil, Gil and uh, Peter probably got more in common style-wise than necessarily. But, but Andrew Abdo is outstanding at what he does, and they are a good combination. Peter's a more natural front man. Whereas Richard Gord is more natural back office. To give it to Gil, yeah. yeah. But is there, is, there, is there chaos facing this season in the NRL? These, the, their club situation is a little different to the AFL. Yeah. They'll be fine. They usually get through. Yeah. Uh, Chris Guy on email. Is it true that Max Becker's show was sponsored by the Sporting Globe? He also has a segment called Monday Distillery, which I assume is alcohol-themed. If so, I would have thought that it is wildly inappropriate to have a 15-year-old sponsored by a bar. <laughs> What's happening, my man, Max? Chris, <laughs> I'll answer that for you. What's that, Max? <laughs> I'll answer that for you. That That is not at all true in our world. So, Hang on. Why would Chris Guy write that in an email? I don't know. I don't know, Damo. The the kids edition is is not on air at the moment. It hasn't been on air for six weeks. No, but I think he's referring to the interview series that he does, doesn't he? No, that's not true. Oh, that's, well, he just, he oh, just made sorry. it up, has he? Is Chris Guy just made this up? Max has his own the Sporting Max, yeah. as you know. I have no idea who sponsors that. That's well, not, I'm not, assuming it's a Sporting Club. Not, I can't imagine Chris Guy making this up. That's not our. That's not our product. Well, yeah, but. It <laughs> that actually doesn't sit too comfortable with me. I mean, I couldn't be a, more, yeah, that, that, be a fan of that, Max after finally meeting that, him. That isn't right. What well, might be? <laughs> no, that's not right. Why are you so defeated? I want to know what arrangements you've got with Max. You're very supportive of Max. I'll, I'll look into it, but it, that, I'll, I'll uh, RMIT fact check fact that for you, don't I? Fact, okay. And come we'll back to you. Yeah. One to finish. One to finish. One to finish. Um, James from WA. There's a lot of negative feedback about the Australian cricket team being fueled from the public, not necessarily from the media. Do you think their relatability and level of entitlement of the team to the general public has gone back to the levels of just before Sandpaper Gate? Would love your thoughts on this. James, I do. Uh, I, I And I have um, expanded on this in the main body of this week's program. Yeah, feel that they have become very unlikable again. I didn't have a reaction um, that, that, that had any... Um, Love for me, anyway, of them when, when they. How am I going here with my language? When they failed to make the semi-final of the World Cup, I couldn't care. Is yep. what I'm trying to say, James, and that actually worried me initially. But it made me realise I just don't like this team. Yep. Apart from Nick Maxwell, Nick Maxwell, <laughs> Glenn Maxwell, baby. This has been the sounding yeah. board, stumbling its way to the end for drinkwise. Just got there. If you're choosing to try and articulate your speech correctly, like Damo, choose to drink wise. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Questions with Hachi and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign-up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.